What's shaking fire nation JLD here and welcome to episode 1925 of EO fire where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week productivity discipline focus those are my three greatest strengths and fire nation they can be yours too simply visit themasteryjournal.com master all three skills in 100 days. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Ian Altman. Ian, are you prepared to ignite? Ignite away, my friend. Yes. <laughs> Ian grew his first business to value of beyond $1 billion. He's the best-selling co-author of Same Side Selling. He's also a keynote speaker and host of the Grow My Revenue Business podcast. Ian, take a minute and fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Well, so I live in the Washington, D.C. area. I have two dogs, two children, and a wife I don't deserve. So, I mean, that's the that's the biggest thing people need to know. And in my prior <laughs> business, I used to fly over 175,000 miles a year because wow. we had licensees and joint ventures all around the world. And so now as a keynote speaker, I fly almost as much, but it's a totally different lifestyle. Well, I'm excited to kind of talk about maybe your transition from where you were to where you are now today, but I really want to get into right now what you consider your area of expertise. What is that, brother? Well, what my clients will say to me is that I have this ability to help them have their message get heard and help their people sell based on value versus price because so many organizations get trapped trying to compete on price and it's not a long-term sustainable model or they end up in these adversarial positions with their clients. And so I've had the good fortune of working with really talented business leaders where we've, we've been able to help their businesses double and triple in a matter of a few years, whereas before they were somewhat static. So the great thing for me is seeing those people who were under stress now just in a position of total relaxation and really enjoying what they're doing. And so that's something that it seems easy to me, but there are many things that those people do that I could never do. Well, what's something that we, you know, just a typical entrepreneur that doesn't have that same skill set, what do we need to know that we probably don't? Most of it comes down to thinking like the customer or client rather than thinking like the seller. So we always think in terms of, well, I want to make this sale. I want to get in front of this person. And what we really have to do is pivot and think, well, why is it in that person's best interest to do what I want? And so if we start thinking more about the problems that we solve rather than describing what it is that we do, then we're able to capture someone's attention. They say, wait, I'm experiencing that problem. And this comes back to there's research I've done with over 10,000 CEOs and executives on how they make and approve decisions. And I run through this exercise. The questions they ask come down to what problem does this solve? Why do I need it? And what's the likely outcome or result? So if we speak in those terms, then when someone hears it, they say, wow, I have that problem. I'd like to have that result. Maybe this person is worth talking to. And then we're selling results rather than selling a resource, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And Fire Nation, I really want you to take a second and just think about that for a second. Shift from you, the person who's trying to sell something to somebody, to what is that person that you're trying to sell something to need? What are they thinking? What are their problems? What are their obstacles? What are their struggles? And how can you best identify with them? So shift yourself from your from you to to them, to your clients, to your potential customers, and say, how can I best position myself in this situation from this current position? Now, 
Ian, it hasn't always been so great, brother. You've had the ups, you've had the downs, you've traveled the hundreds of thousands of miles, and you know sometimes things just don't work out. And that's what I want to talk about today is a story of not just a time that something didn't work out, but what you honestly consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. Take us there. Tell us that story. Dude, it could it could bring me to tears, but I'll try and tell it again. So, um, so in 2001, our business was was doing really well. We were diversified across different industries, and then 9/11 happened, and we realized that we were diversified. We were diversified in with insurance companies, with financial services, with banks, which all happens to be the financial services industry. And post 9/11, we lost about 60% of our revenue in about two weeks. Um, and the hardest part of that wasn't that, oh, can we rebuild this? But every time we hired somebody, and let's say somebody got married, somebody bought a house, they had children, they got a dog, I felt like as the, as the entrepreneur and CEO, wow, look, I've created this opportunity, and look at these people building this life, this is great. And the hardest thing was you lose 60% of your revenue and you have to lay people off. It was devastating personally that these people who I considered like family to me, we couldn't support. Now, thankfully, a few years later, we grew the business back up. We sold it and then grew the the combined company to values over a billion dollars. But man, that period of time was absolutely devastating to me when you know I wasn't getting paid. I was writing checks every month into the business and just laying people off. I mean, it just, you know. I, Ian, I just, what was the worst moment? What was the moment in time that you just remember right now with a pit in your stomach? Describe that moment. The worst part was sitting there talking to an employee who says, what am I going to do now? And I'm looking across from this guy thinking, I don't know what he's going to do. And I don't know how I'm going to explain to my wife the check I just wrote to the business so I can keep the other people mm. employed. That was the hardest thing because I was trying to show empathy for that person. I'm thinking to myself, Dude, I know exactly how you feel because yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do either. Ian, what's the biggest lesson? Like, what can our listeners who have experienced moments like this will likely experience moments like this because this is the cyclical nature of life and business and entrepreneurship? What can you break down for us? What's the takeaway? There's two key things. When that happened, people said to me, "Well, there's nothing you could have done," and I don't like to think that way. I think as entrepreneurs, our job is to always think, "What could I do to avoid this in the future?" So, in every business I've grown since then. I always look at diversification of, so what if something catastrophic happened to this industry, to this type of client, to that sector? And I just believe the biggest aha moment is that you have to own the situation and you can always make an excuse about some external factor. And candidly, 9-11 is not something that any of us could have predicted or anticipated. Um, but I think as soon as you own it and say, okay, so now what can I do differently then you can put something into place. If you think of yourself as a victim, you will be. Fire Nation, try to put yourself out of business every single day. Like seriously, sit down and say, what could potentially happen in this world? Whether it be a natural disaster, an economic disaster, whether it be a competitor, whatever it might be, what could it be that could potentially put me out of business? And and think through that exercise because I promise you, I promise you, Fire Nation, if Blockbuster had thought through that, they probably would have been like, you know what? We need to recognize that the world's online. The world's going to be watching movies online. We need to get there faster than, you know, they left Netflix the door wide open. Walmart, 
I mean, come on. You tell me Walmart couldn't have squashed Amazon way back in the day, but they didn't recognize it. Airbnb, I mean, you tell me that Marriott or Hilton couldn't have come up with something like, like that with the resources and the, and the contacts they have. They didn't do it. They got fat. They got lazy. They got sloppy. And frankly, they all deserve to fail. And every one of them is probably going to on some levels. I mean, Walmart's getting crushed left and right. and They're scrambling. Blockbusters, you know, I don't even think my niece who's seven years old will ever even hear the, <clears throat> the word blockbuster. I mean, that's just the world that we live in. So, Ian, let's shift now and talk about one of the greatest ideas that you've had to date. Because you've had a lot. You don't need to maybe pinpoint this is your best idea ever. But what's one of the greatest ideas? What's one of your aha moments? Tell us that story. Well, the aha moment, I don't even get credit for. It's one of my clients. So in in same-side selling, we talk about this these different concepts to determine what's a good opportunity. And it comes down to, with your client in a meeting, understanding the issue they're facing, how that impacts them, what the results are that they would consider successful, and who else is impacted. So it's those four pieces. And I was sitting with a client, and I'm trying to explain this to him. And he says, well, I don't quite get it. And I said, look, it's really simple. And I take a blank sheet of paper, and I draw a vertical line down the center, a horizontal line across, making four boxes. And I said, look, when you're meeting with the client, in the upper left, write the word issue. In the upper right, the word impact. Lower left, results. Lower right, others impacted. And he goes, oh, it makes perfect sense. And I look at the sheet of paper. I'm like, why didn't I put that in the book? (laughs) Because it's something that we now call the same side quadrants. My clients use this all the time. They're, they're journals they get that, that, uh, that they distribute to their teams, and it provides a guide to navigate them through sales meetings to make sure that they're not going on a business date, but they're actually doing business. And I would love to tell you that it was some great idea that I had, but it was more a client that says, well, can you draw it out for me? And as I did, all of a sudden, it was like, wait a minute, that makes perfect sense. So it's a silly, simple thing that makes it easy to reinforce concepts that people can apply to grow their business. Frankly, you're giving your client too much credit. I mean, they might have led the horse to water, but you had to drink, Ian. You had to actually drink that water, and you did. So in just one sentence, what do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from that aha moment? Break it down. Really, it just comes down to having the vision to see what makes things easy for people to process. So for example, if, if I'm on stage somewhere and I role play and people go, wow, that was really cool, it doesn't matter. If I can't teach it to them, if you can't make it so that your team can execute and implement your ideas, then it doesn't matter because you can't scale beyond yourself. So it was about how do you convert this into something that is teachable and repeatable that anybody can follow. Fire Nation, it's three simple words. Curse of knowledge. We all have it. When we know something, we just assume other people know it. When something's obvious to us, we just assume it's obvious to everybody. Not true. Uh Uh-uh. No way. It's the curse of knowledge. Don't let it hamper you moving forward. Break it down to simple terms. Let other people know the simple process that it is. Because guess what? We don't all have time to master all things. You master one thing and then break it down to a simple process for others. It'll take you far. So Ian, with everything that we've been talking about today, it is today. What are you most excited about right now? It's really helping the non-salespeople become the rainmakers. So it's, it's a belief that I have, which is going forward, the subject matter experts or the non-salespeople are going to be the true rainmakers in organizations generating the most business. And so I built this 
thing called the Same Side Selling Academy. And it's this community I was hoping to get a few people in. And it turned out a lot more than a few people came in who are just looking to grow with integrity. And it's just, it's a great environment when you see someone post, man, you know, I ran into this with a client. How do you think I should handle it? And before I respond, someone else in the community says, oh, here's what I did. And it's just, it's a magical thing that candidly people were asking about for years and I was just too stupid to create it. And now that I did, it's just a magical thing to see people interact that way. And where can Fire Nation find out more about that? You know, just samesidesellingacademy.com. Boom. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Fire Nation, Ian's been dropping value bombs. More are coming in the lightning round. But let's take a quick minute first to thank our sponsors. There are a lot of painful tasks that come along with running your own business. And if you ask me, two of the most painful are payroll and benefits. Like you, I don't have the time to become an expert in things like taxes and regulations. Good thing there's Gusto, a company that makes payroll, benefits, and HR easy for modern small businesses. Gusto not only saves you time, but they're reliable and they have great service. In fact, four to five customers actually reduce payroll errors after switching to Gusto, and 72% of customers spend less than five minutes to run payroll. Imagine having that peace of mind when it comes to delivering for your employees. You no longer have to be a big company to get great technology, great benefits, and great service for your team. And right now, Gusto is offering Fire Nation an exclusive limited time deal. Sign up today and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Visit gusto.com slash fire to sign up today. That's gusto.com slash fire. My best marketing strategy, hosting live webinars. If you're looking for a better way to reach your audience, then hosting webinars is a powerful way to make it happen. You can't honestly expect people to just stumble upon your website and then immediately make a purchase, right? I found webinars to be one of the most effective ways to connect with your audience and potential customers and provide a ton of value in the process. Webinars are kind of like podcasts, except they're visual and interactive, so you can have a two-way conversation with your audience. Plus, you don't have to pay someone else to create a webinar for you. You can create your own, and they're inexpensive to run. Start hosting your webinars today with GoToWebinar. GoToWebinar is the most trusted webinar platform, and they can prove it because they've helped businesses like yours host over 2.3 million webinars. GoToWebinar has the reliability and features you need to deliver webinars your audience will love. For more information, visit gotowebinar.com slash fire. That's gotowebinar.com slash fire. Ian, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Dude, I've never been more ready for anything in my life. <laughs> What's the, what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear. So when I was working for a company, my direct boss and the controller in the company sat in my office and I was explaining to them how frustrated I was that there was all this business out there that the company didn't want to pursue. And they said, well, so how much? And I literally sat on a whiteboard and laid out hundreds of thousands of dollars of business that the company didn't want to pursue. And they said, well, why don't you do it? And I said, well, no, I'm not allowed to. And they said, no, no, not here. <laughs> why don't you do it? on your own. And I thought, man, you're like, like are you firing me? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it's like, man, like, it, but I'm not allowed to do that. They said, no, no, give it a shot. And it's funny because the guy who was my direct report, this guy, Bob, um, three years later, I hired her as my COO of my Ooh. company. What is the best advice you've ever received? From an entrepreneurial standpoint, it, it really comes down to just that focus always on the client. The best advice personally I ever received was a guy who 
um, when I when I would speak at events, sometimes I would do role play. Sometimes I didn't. The guy said, look, you should always do live role play because that's kind of your superpower. You just don't know it. And I think that the I guess the best advice is listen to your friends when they identify your superpower because you can be in denial. But now having given, you know, hundreds upon hundreds of talks, that's the thing that always resonates with the audience. Recommend one Internet resource. The tool that I use most often is a tool called Contactually. It is a painfully simple CRM tool that just keeps me on top of following up with people, not losing track, tracking opportunities in a simple way that's just tied in with email. And um, so for me, that's the tool that I use more than anything else. Yeah, I've actually interviewed the founder. Uh, great dude, great company. Check it out, Fire Nation. And if you could recommend one book, Ian, what would it be and why? My friend Phil Jones also speaks on sales, wrote a book called Exactly What to Say. And it is just a brilliant book of little phrases that the people I've given it to carry it with them. And there are little bits in there that are just magical that get you to pivot a conversation in a way that Phil put together that is absolutely brilliant. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So if you haven't already, sign up at Audible and you can get this book for this audiobook for free or anyone that you want. Just head over to eofirebook.com. And Ian, I want to end today on fire with you giving us a parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can connect with you. And then we'll say bye-bye. The best thing is understanding that when you meet somebody or when you're initially talking to them, you want to make sure that you're enticing their interest and disarming the notion that you're just there to sell something. And it's something that I put together for your audience at ianaltman.com slash fire. So that way there's a video that just shows exactly how you can do that. So you always show up as someone who's there to solve something, not someone who's there to sell something. And anything you want about me, you can get at ianaltman.com. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with IA and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Ian in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore. And of course, head over to ianaltman.com slash fire for that killer gift. And Ian... Thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, JLD. Hey, Fire Nation. I hope that you enjoyed our chat with Ian today. And I have created five, five incredible courses so that you can master productivity, you can accomplish goals, you can crush Kickstarter, you can create funnels and webinars that convert. These courses are free and they are waiting for you at eofire.com. I will catch you there, Fire Nation, or... I'll catch you on the flip side. My best marketing strategy, hosting live webinars. And you can start creating your own webinars today with GoToWebinar. GoToWebinar has the reliability and the features you need to deliver webinars your audience will love. For more information, visit gotowebinar.com slash fire. That's gotowebinar.com slash fire.